back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 347 of the MailRite YouTube show. Or, sorry, the MailRite podcast. I, I was thinking YouTube, everybody. I'm sorry about that, John. We're going to explain. We're doing a special show today. The show is going to be how do you make or is it possible to make $100,000 in your first year as a real estate agent and I am going to pull back the curtain and say, yeah, I think it is. And I'm going to explain how I would do it if I was you. But before we get into any of that, I want to give my um, constantly patient, uh, amazingly uh, timely, always present, always on time co-host, Jonathan, a chance to introduce himself to anybody that might be new to the show. Oh, thanks, Rob. I'm the co-founder of Mel Hyphen Wright. We build beautiful websites for real estate agents in WordPress, and we provide a fantastic marketing platform that gets you leads to that website. Back over to you, Rob. All right. So long ago, um, I, I I created a video called First Year Agents on a YouTube channel. It's 304 views, and it was me talking to a first-year agent. He asked me how you could make $100,000, and that's where, where Jonathan – kind of went back and said, hey, do you think you can still talk about this? And I am going to give you all like a very down low, like down in the dirt, nitty gritty view of what I said to them without you necessarily having to listen to all 40 minutes of my conversation with this new agent. So first and foremost, Jonathan, do you remember, did you, did you read the index or or I watched, the, I watched the video. Yeah, I watched did it. Did you really? Okay. Yeah. So then you remember what the, my first hack, first, number one up on the list. If the day I get my license, the day I hang my license up, the first thing I do is establish a Google My Business page, a Zillow profile page, and I ask all of my friends and family to leave me character references under the review section. Um, do you, did you, did you, I, I don't think I've, I said it that succinctly in the video. I, I didn't rewatch the video and it's, it's like a year old at this point. So is that basically what I said, John? Roughly. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's amazing the amount of agents that don't do it. Correct. Once you have some social proof someplace in a digital space that holds credibility you have your first digital marketing tool that can be supported by an email or anything else that you send out to anybody. So whether you're door knocking, whether you're uh, doing YouTube videos, whether you're doing circle of influence, friends and family, however you're planning on getting the word out about your new business, the first thing that you've got is a place that you can send people that has good testimonials as to the character of who, who you are as a human being. Um, just out of curiosity, John, does that it does that resonate with you? Because you're a you're a many time entrepreneur just like I am. How does that strike you as a first step? Well, I'm not actually. I've only run three businesses. That's a many times. That's more yeah. than one. Yeah, I run my first business. I run for 25 years. I, I started it when I was 22. But I had it almost for 22 years, nonstop. Um, well, yeah, you know, especially in the industry where, let's be tactful here, the ethics and the way the industry is looked upon by the general public isn't fantastic. So 
trust is really important. <laughs> so how do you advertise that you can be trusted? Well, it's through reviews, isn't it? You, know, you can say all the nice things you like about yourself. Um, most people won't take much notice of it, but it's what other people say about you that really matters, isn't it? It is. And by the way, as part of the, what really matters, I don't know why people don't realize this, John, but uh, you know, friends and family members, like, are you well-regarded amongst the people that know you? That is surprisingly strongly overlooked. Everybody makes the assumption that anybody, any human being can come up with five or 10, you know, good reviews, like with their friends or their family. And I'm here to tell you, that's not true, folks. If you think you can call your aunt, uncle, mother, brother, sister, cousin, and have them say five nice things about you, you're well ahead of where most other humans are at. And you should absolutely leverage this strategy because would if your they, mother- Would they say nice things about you, Rob? Would they say nice things about me? They'd say roughly the same thing you'd say, so a mix. <laughs> Aren't we all? Because some of my relatives wouldn't say nice things about me. But um, there we go. I'm not that bothered, but there we are. Exactly. So I go the, now in the video that I did, and I'm not going to cover them in the podcast, but in minute 1310, there are some examples of character building like reviews that you can certainly request. A good way to request reviews is sit, uh, send a little paragraph and saying, if you could leave me a review that looks something like this, but in your own words, I would deeply appreciate it. That That is just a nice way of saying, I'd like you to stick within these guidelines, but say what you want to say. All right. And just structuring your reviews is really important as a marketing process. So, but let's just say you get all of that done. What is, what is the second thing that I would do? Well, I would subscribe immediately to a vidIQ account. It's $10 a month. VidIQ is a YouTube plugin. There's only one place. If you want to get leads super fast, if you don't want a door knock, if you don't want a phone call, there's one, there's two other places actually that you could get leads almost immediately. That would be either be Instagram or YouTube. Now I'm far more familiar with Instagram or YouTube than I am Instagram. So I'm just going to stick with this, but I will cover both briefly. Instagram is all about using hashtags. So if you're going to do a video for YouTube, as I'm going to suggest here in a moment, you might as well upload it to Instagram and also use 30 hashtags on it and get twice the bang for your buck. The worst thing that can happen with Instagram is you start the beginnings of a decent-sized audience using the strategy that I'm going to outline. The strategy is as follows. First and foremost, you pick the area or the type of real estate that you want to sell. Now, I'm going to stick with me as an example. And I've given this a lot of thought over the years. I would do Balboa Lake, Van Nuys, um, North Hollywood would be my territories, okay, in terms of the real estate that I would sell. So geographic, geospecific. In those three territories, there's lots of bungalow homes, homes that were built between 1920 and 1940, okay? So I would then further specialize in a type of real estate. Once I had those two things picked, I'd go to neighborhoods that represented those homes, and I'd talk about two things. I'd go to the city planner's office and learn everything that I could about the way that those homes were originally built. Who built them? What did they use to build them? How big were they? How many were they? Because this kind of historical information 
is fascinating. Don't you think? Well, kind of. But what it is about is it builds up that you're you're the expert. You're the person that knows that bit more. It gives you credibility. It's all about reputation and credibility. Correct. Once I had that information, I would combine it with how much homes were selling for, how many homes were currently listed in the neighborhood that I was in, what the 10-year appreciation rate was for the home, um, and, and what the current mortgage rate was. I'd basically answer all the questions that somebody might have if they were thinking of buying a home in that neighborhood. Then I'd give them the historical approach. And then last but not least, once the video was recorded on my cell phone, by the way, I would then probably using a gimbal. So my total cost out of pocket right now is $10 for vidIQ, maybe $15 for a gimbal. And that's it. Like other than that, maybe $10 to the city because you might have to pay them to get access to a couple of reports that you want. But so far, total all in, I'm definitely under 50 bucks to start these strategies. Once I have the video recorded, I upload it to YouTube. If it was me, I would be heading out on a weekend and trying to get as many videos done as possible. Let's just say, John, that that I can't really, like I'm fumbling around. Let's just say I get three done, okay, which would be extraordinarily low for a whole weekend in a five-minute video. But let's say it takes me eight hours to film three five-minute videos, all right? You're laughing. Are you laughing? Well, I've known some people, well, people can get a bit obsessed. Um, you, you need to grit your teeth and just get on with it. Right. I, I, which I totally agree. Now, with those three videos, I would then upload them to YouTube and I would follow the vidIQ instructions. Okay, it's point and click. You probably need to take a couple of hours how to learn how to use the plugin, but it's basically going to tell you to do location tags, titles, descriptions, video index. There's a lot of work in optimizing a video. It's going to take you three times as long to optimize a video as it did to shoot it at least going to take you hours but do it anyway do it and and do and be excited about it because every single time you create one of these videos and you optimize it correctly using vidIQ you within 20 30 days stand the chance and you put your phone number on it stand a chance to get start getting phone calls my objective would be to do 30 videos in the first 30 days of my career okay that's a lot I'm not going to lie to you but you're not doing anything else so you, you should just view it as instead of door knocking, I'm going to create these videos. Now, once you've uploaded them to YouTube, what you then do, do is just educate yourself slightly on hashtags and try to get to up to 30 on a video and then upload the same video, not a different video, the same video to Instagram. So you're using the video in two separate places. Now, between these two strategies, if you did 30 videos in 30 days and you, you leveraged both Instagram and YouTube, my strong belief is that you'd start getting leads. You'd at least be getting phone calls. Now, if you're a brand new salesperson that's never sold anything in your entire life, you might have a whole nother challenge ahead of you, like learning how to sell something, learning how to take an inquiry on the phone and turning it into a showing or turning somebody who is an existing homeowner into an actually listing contract, like convincing them that you as a brand new agent can somehow represent and sell their home with zero real estate experience. Now that's a whole nother 
subject. Wouldn't you agree, John? Well, we might have to do two shows on this because I think we should talk about that, but not here. Because if I start going, we need, you know, your focus and we need to keep, because sometimes I don't help, do I, Robert? We go <laughs> on a bit of a... So next next week, we'll do a part two. Um, okay. Right. We'll do a part two next week and we'll talk a little bit about sales strategy and and taking yourself from no sales experience into an experienced because there's a ton of work and stuff around all this isn't it oh correct absolutely but if your first job is just to get calls this is a good way to get some calls now every single call that you get no matter how innocuous it is like let's say you give a 10-year average of home appreciation and a homeowner in the neighborhood that you filmed the video said, hey, I saw your YouTube video and sir, I'm sorry to tell you, you got that 10-year appreciation wrong. Here's what the correct number is. I just thought you should know for the sake of your video. Now, here's the thing about sales. An incredibly good salesperson is going to turn that person into a warm connection. And what does that mean? You're going to establish a rapport. You're going to say, thank you for correcting my video. I'm sorry. That's a lot of work to go out and re-record the video. And then somewhere in there, you're going to say, how long have you lived in the neighborhood? What do you think of the neighborhood? Would you mind giving me a little bit of context for the video? You just get them talking about anything, really. I think, I think you're mm-hmm. talking, isn't that called charm? Oh, God. I hope not. Something. <laughs> so it's, it's, I think of it as starting a dialogue. Right. And so you have it. You I'm have English. A, I'll, I'll call that charm. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we can't tell our listeners and viewers to get them on the phone and say, "Hey, I'll meet you at the pub. Let's let's have yeah. a pint." That's not. <laughs> that's not a viable strategy, or at least not for most people. Yeah, but don't you think? Don't you think there's a bit of short? I know just to keep it on subject. Don't let me. But I uh, think there's a there's a little bit of shortage of charm. Yeah, uh, they're. There's a huge shortage of charms. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to our break. And when we come back, we're going to continue on with the subject, which is how you make, you can theoretically make $100,000 in your first year of real estate, specifically as it relates to what would I do? What would Robert Newman do if that was the goal? All right. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 347 of the MailRite Real Estate Marketing Podcast. God, are we excited for you to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're talking about what we would do if uh, we were a first-year agent trying to get to $100,000 using digital marketing as our lead generation strategy. And honestly, I could even take this a few steps further, but that's not what I did originally. Like, I could take using digital to close the deal and using digital to literally sign the contracts and basically do the whole thing virtually, which I could do if, uh, if push came to shove. I feel like I would be perfectly capable of that. But uh, a lot of people wouldn't feel comfortable doing it that way, as John has pointed out to me many times. So um, we're going to stick 
with digital. All right. So what we got, we, what we said is 30 videos in 30 days. We talked about using vidIQ, uploading those videos to YouTube. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna take this one step further. John, let's say we've uploaded all those videos, right? So this is my favorite part. Now you should, honest to God, not get confused, not not slow yourself down. You should just follow all the original advice I gave you. But now you've done all that work, 30 videos, 30 days, whoosh, you're looking at what do you do next? And of course, I'm going to say exactly what everybody would expect, right? 30 more videos with an exception. And this is something that we've talked about, you and I, a lot. And I feel like you're you're probably going to want to say something here. But the next thing that you do is you've got the first original 30 videos out. Maybe you're getting some calls. Maybe you're not. But now what you want to do is start doing a little research on who the realtors are that you're competing against. Is there anybody on YouTube creating any videos in the same areas that you are? Is there anybody on the internet that has a website that's targeting the same areas that you are? If they are doing that, if they, are, if they have anything that you can look at, that means that you're your competition can look at them. And if failing everything I just said, then go to Zillow. Because I guarantee you, if you enter in the zip code that you're targeting, you'll find 30 realtors there, all targeting that zip code, taking the easy way out, the lazy man's way of generating leads and just paying money to Zillow and hoping that they get something they can close. So look at the bios of all those realtors. Look, read them all. If they have anything on YouTube, watch it all. If they have anything on Google My Business, read their reviews, all right? Why would I be saying all that? Because when you are informed as to who your competition is, you now are informed as to how you can compete against them. And what I would do is I would find weaknesses in their offering. If there were reviews for an agent and somebody had a complaint, or maybe there was a series of complaints or a whole bunch of people saying, oh, you could have done this better. Like, God, I got the feeling he was rushed all the time. Then I would say in my YouTube videos, I'm a brand new agent. I've got all the time in the world to answer all your questions. I would literally say that in my marketing. I would go the exact opposite direction. I am brand new into my career. And while that means that you are taking a chance on me as an agent, it also means I have a lot of time for you. So have you had problems with real estate agents in the past rushing you through the process? You won't have that problem with me. At least not right now. I guarantee it. What do you think of that, John? Yeah, I think it's great advice. And I think we've got to be realistic here. There, there's the public perception and there's the reality our audience that are listening to this podcast, you know, Rob knows, I know, that actually selling or helping somebody buy a property and going through the negotiation, making sure the paperwork's done, that it all goes smoothly the best you can, there's a ton of work involved in it all. But the public perception which is also fed in by certain media, television, certain aspects of the media, it have their story, it's easy money. The real estate agent doesn't really do much. So, but in a perverse way, because you're a new agent, that actually helps you because they don't know that actually there is a ton of work involved and, you know, 
and experience really tells. But what does really matter, which you can utilise what you did before you become an agent, is credibility. That I like, I was a Marine and or I did this or I did that. And I've got all these reviews and I've got a fantastic reputation in the community and you can go here or go there and read about the type of person I am. And I'm this new agent, I've got loads of time. Because I think the, because what I said earlier on in part two, the perception of the industry, people are really looking for somebody they can trust. I totally agree. And some some additional things, like here's one of my favorite analogies that I use often when people are talking to me, and it's it's really one of my favorite. Everybody has this great joy surrounding um, uh, Chicago Bulls. Uh, who's the most famous basketball? Michael Jordan, right? So they have a lot of pride around Michael Jordan. I, I've watched a lot of documentaries with Michael Jordan. I'm not a basketball fan, full, full transparency, but I am a fan of people who've achieved extraordinary things. One of my favorite things about Jordan is he always used to talk about two things, practicing his dribble and practicing his jump shot. Even past the point he held the world's record for jump shots, he was still talking about practicing them, always confused people. And here's what my analogy is if you want to be great at something, really, really great at something, you're going to have to practice your dribble every single day. In digital marketing, the dribble is the detail work. It's the detail work. It is remembering not just to shoot the video, but to upload it to all the platforms it can go on, to hashtag it in every way possible so that you're getting the most bang for your buck out of each piece of content that you produce. It's also remembering to take advantage of every single phone call that you make. So if you do get that innocuous question, like I, I described earlier to John, get into a 20-minute conversation, seek it, because at the end of the conversation, you can say, hey, did you find this conversation with me helpful? Did I do anything good for you? Did I provide you with any insight? And if the person on the phone says, yes, you did, guess what? You can still make money off that person, even though you're not selling them a piece of real estate. You can simply say, well, great. Would you mind leaving me a review? Every conversation, every person we shake a hand with, every person we talk to during the day, they're all opportunities to collect social proof. And when you're brand new and you've got no social proof, your job is to get as much as you can as quick as you can because it's the number one thing people look at. When you have 20 or 30 reviews, your objective should change. At some point, you want to start having reviews with people who are actually customers of yours, of course. But in the absence of having that, and in the, in the idea of competing against these other people, how do you prove to somebody in a digital way that you work harder than everybody else? So John, if you were, like, just pretend that you weren't like a guy that, that lives and breathes real estate as part of your everyday and let's say you're looking around and you find some young kid who says, I'm my first year in real estate. And then you go and you look at his Google My Business profile and you discover that that kid has 50 reviews. He has a review from the guy that made him a Subway sandwich. He has a review from everybody. Wouldn't, as an entrepreneur, you be a little bit impressed by his judgments? Yeah, it, it gives credibility. But one, one thing, and it might be just me, I'd be interested to see your response 
I would like to see all those reviews. I would like to see some that weren't perfect. But I would probably look at those a bit, even a little bit more carefully than the good reviews. And what I would be looking for is the maturity and the way the per the agent responded to maybe that comment or that review that wasn't five star and how they dealt. And I would re- I actually, and that's what I do do when I'm looking for a service person. I read their online reviews and the ones that I really concentrate are the non five star reviews where people are complaining. And I really read the responses of the person carefully. I think, I think that, if everybody that listens to the show goes out and, and takes my advice, I think, John, there's a really good chance that, I mean, I have a hundred perfect five-star reviews, but I've been doing this for 35 years. I'm very good at, at like manufacturing the situation and, and hearing in the voice of the person that I'm talking to that I'm going to get a five-star review. Like I know when somebody is really telling me I've hit a home run in terms of a consultation, a client, whatever it is. And those, of course, are the only people I ask. I don't ask anybody else. But somebody who's brand new into the strategy, of course, are going to ask everybody. And they may miss the cue that I didn't really think this is a perfect contraction. So I think that in a way, they're going to, that people will absolutely stumble into what you're saying. And I, yes, I think it'd be incredibly useful because wouldn't it be better? I, so I'm agreeing with you. Well, I'm supposed to, I'm like talking that. about these pub, these public, where they on Google, on Zillow, that people in general can leave a review. And Correct. some of them, and some of them might not be, but how you must respond. It's really important that you respond. You have to grit your teeth, respond, and do it in a very professional, calm way. Because if you do that, I feel it's going to pay some real dividends. I I agree a hundred percent. And here's here's the the point that I was driving at in my very long winded way, is that. I love the idea of combining our two strategies. So yes, maybe they do get a less than perfect review, but John, it would be so much better if they got a less than perfect review from somebody that wasn't actually a customer. Like let's say they're just asking somebody random. The random person says, ah, this guy was a little overly pushy and didn't, and asked me to leave a review. So here's my review. You were pushy, two stars, bang, and he's off. Well, better that that guy say that than somebody you're selling a home to, right? So now you get to test your skills in response. Sorry, you felt that way. I didn't mean to be overly pushy, right? But you're, you're practicing, you're, you're bleeding. It's better to bleed in practice than die in war, okay? That's something that somebody taught me a long time ago, and it really holds true. We as a profession, John's professional salespeople, do not practice the profession of sales nearly often enough. The top 1% of salespeople practice, practice, practice. Even really experienced people like me, we practice. We practice. Whereas inexperienced salespeople do not practice. They walk into each individual circumstance without ever having practiced what they're going to say, how they're going to say it, what tone are they going to use, like what, like go through some drills about what if something negative comes up, what if something positive comes up, how do I sound, what do I say? That's what a professional does. And everybody else is just, um, um, you know, uh, they are professional. They just may not 
be a professional that gets the best possible result. Um, I think we are at the end. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're at the very end. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and, and by the way, guys, that's the, all of this commentary is coming from a guy that's taught sales to very large rooms, telemarketers at various points in my career. And, and when you're teaching in front of large groups of people, you oftentimes have to communicate in a, in a way that's a little more black and white. It's not that black and white when you're doing the thing. So many days you don't get a chance to practice. Well, I but think if you're, you're just pointing out that it, like most things, when you really think about it, it takes a little bit more time and a bit more effort and a bit more practice than you think it's going to. Yeah. And, and you should, once you have the skill, you should stay on top of the skill. And I, that's something that I've lived very well myself, like that I still take sales calls to this very day. I always have taken sales calls in my, in my call centers, always. I don't take a ton of them. I don't take hundreds a day. I don't even take 10 or 20, but I do still take some to remember the skill, get on the phone, remember what it's like to talk to customers, remember what the ground game is. So having said all that, everybody, if you've enjoyed the show and, and hopefully we've, we're talking to the new guys, the new girls, the new everybody, the people that are brand new into the career, please do us a favor. It's important for John and I. Leave us a thumbs up on our, our YouTube channel. I've noticed that the show has started to get uh, populated out into uh, the podcast world a lot. Like I've looked up the MailRite show on um, Audible and I've looked it up on uh, Amazon. I've looked it up in quite a few places. If you are looking it up in most of those places, there is places that you can review the show. You can give us stars. I'm asking, please, everybody, to please give us a, a review in these places. John and I work really hard at this. We'd really, really appreciate it. You could go ahead and give us a call and tell us you gave a review. I promise John and I will both give you a very hearty thank you. So without any further ado, John, how can anybody reach you? I'll just go to the mail hyphen right com website and have a look and you can book a chat with me a sales call but no it isn't it's a consultation and i'll show you the ropes and we'd love you to come on board how can people contact you rob you can go to inbound rem and use the contact page there if you'd like to reach me i highly recommend that you use inbound rem as a site especially if you're reviewing uh, real estate technology platforms i have done the deepest dives across the entire real estate industry on everything from sync to to real estate webmasters i just re-upped my boomtown i'm getting ready to re-up my wilopo all the major systems are reviewed in a very deep and detailed way. All right. That's it, everybody. Thanks for your time. We greatly appreciate it. We'll see you next time or, or you'll hear us next time.